Network of awareness Makes your brain coherent One of the fastest growing podcasts You hear it 24-7 Got listeners out in London Information and list in Paris Echoes spreading out no parry Just dissect, digest and share it The righteous rhymes hit the spirit Click 90 times it won't perish Cause y'all's the mind ain't no fairy tale Like the belly our parents It's time to rise, don't get wary United minds, it's apparent Download every single errand But most ain't fit to catch it Even if they were Larry Interviews, the interludes, they enter you, taking you on a journey like no other. It places you in a state of awareness. It's your fault if you hate the truth. Cause y'all even always on this way, my brother. Better change your views. suppressed and ignorance is glorified. A world where propaganda and misinformation travel the airways at the speed of lies. But in the midst of the violence and chaos, a great awakening is taking place. And as the media empires continue to collapse, a new network is forming. A network of truth. A network of courage. A network of awareness. Peace and greetings. You are now tuned into the Network of Awareness podcast radio station, where we examine current events, politics, health, finance, and topics of cultural relevance in America and throughout the world, while bringing you insightful interviews with guests that will both educate and inspire you. And now, your host of the Network of Awareness podcast radio station, Aura the Informationalist. Please just tell me what's happening to me. You're playing English without the thumbs up. My aura is a network full of awareness and gifts like Aura the Informationalist. Yes, peace and greetings, brothers and sisters from around the world. This is All the Information List, and you're now tuned in to a live broadcast of the Network of Awareness. And in this Legacy of Lies series, this is an installment of Legacy of Lies series, and uh, I have none other than Kenneth Tard, and uh, this is called Why Are You Not Thinking? So, Ken, welcome to the show, long time coming. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. And I really appreciate you having me. And like you said, it has been a while since we, we, we it's taken a while for us to finally actually get here. Absolutely. And just to add some context to what this show is about, uh, for those that don't know and may know, uh, Ken is a mind consultant, right? So just to give you a little, little history on Ken, he, uh, after successfully working with various clients, in a span of 15 years, he specializes as a mindset consultant, specifically helping frustrated entrepreneurs to adapt and pivot using his uh, proprietary ARC method, allowing them to have more free time guaranteed and helping you shift your mindset to create the results that you desire without a doubt. One, if if it if it's, as it says without a doubt, one of his biggest passions in life, and it says Ken brings to the stage his personal experience not only as a mindset consultant but also as an entrepreneur, father, and human being, like the rest of this planet. So, Ken, uh, you are originally from is it Ontario, Canada, or that's right, originally from Toronto, Ontario. That's right. Okay, from Toronto, Ontario. But where do you live now? Let the listeners know because you're in a very <laughs> unique place now. Uh, well, as the, the, the name set, Mindset Malta, I'm uh, bang in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea on a small island called Malta. The, uh, when I say small, the island is uh, about 120 square miles in total. Now, what is a man from Canada doing... <laughs> <laughs> in a small <laughs> island in the middle of uh, of the world, like what what brought you to Malta? Well, um, really, quite simply put, uh, both my parents are Maltese. Um, in the sixties, they immigrated to Canada, um, spent sixteen years there, and um, uh, and I, I I truly believe. I think my dad decided and said, you know what, I really want to go go back to where the sun shines three hundred days a year. Oh, really? <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. Like we've got phenomenal weather here. Um, uh, and, and so I, I think he just, I just decided he wanted to head back. Um, I was still 14 at the time. So, um, uh, I wasn't going to stay behind on my own <laughs> and, and I've been here ever since. So, um, I like to say that, um, I, I I'm still here essentially because I truly do love it here. I think it is a, a wonderful place of the world. Um, I was just out this morning, uh, just, filming a couple of uh, pieces of content for, for social media. And I was out now and, and I'm still marveled. And I go, Oh my God, the, the, the sun was shining. I got the sea behind me, beautiful blue sea. Uh, you know, just, it's, it's just, I, I just think it's an amazing place to live. And like, you know, as, and as much as it's an amazing place to live, does it have its, <clears throat> let's say drawbacks sometimes or things that, and yeah, absolutely. And I, and I truly believe that, it's up to the individual to um, just to tie into what, you know, potentially we're going to talk about as well. I think, uh, I think it ties in nicely because I get a lot of, I get a lot of qu people ask me, say, so where do you prefer? Would you prefer Malta or do you prefer Canada? And I'm like, well, first of all, I was not an independent adult when I was in, living in Canada as I'm an, I've never lived as an independent adult in Canada. So I can't really compare. I can't say that yet. I truly believe that um, it, it's what you make of it. Ultimately, you know, there are people who will, move from one place to another and be miserable anywhere they go. 
And then you right. have the person who will move from one place to another and be absolutely in bliss wherever they go. So uh, I truly believe it is up to the individual. At the same time, I really think Malta is a special place as well. And that's how I find myself here. I've been here for, I think, going on to 44, 45 years now. Interesting. Okay. Now, let's get to the, the core of the work that you do. First, yeah. what is it that you consider to be, or what do you define as mindset? So my, very simply put, and, and this is what I'm all about as well, is, is, is making things really simple and easy. Um, I, I truly believe that sometimes people tend to overcomplicate things. Simply put, for me, mindset is really having an awareness of, first of all, how your mind works and how the thinking process works. More than anything, understanding that every thought that you have is having a, an effect on the results and the experiences that you are having in your life. And, and, and starting off firstly with having that awareness, there are, I, I truly believe there are many entrepreneurs out there, many individuals. Um, although I work with entrepreneurs, what I teach, you know, any individual can benefit from it. Uh, is, is, you know, not having the awareness, there are many out there just living a life where it's, it's quite haphazard in the sense that, you know, one day is a good day. One day's, not such a good day. And, you know, and you hear things like, you know, what life is throwing at you and, you know, life getting in the way and these types of things that people have been taught, people have learned yet. It's, it's, it's not life getting in the way. It's, it's, it's sometimes just not having that awareness that the way you are thinking, what you are thinking is having an effect on everything that's happening all around you. So right. in a nutshell, that is the way I look at mindset. Now, what do you think about how people are thinking these days? How people are thinking these days. You know, one of my pet peeves is this when it comes to, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs. One of my pet peeves is this, is that for the most part, entrepreneurs have been taught, you know, about the struggle, about the sacrifice, about the suffering, you know, about the fact that, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you know, you're never going to have time for anything else in your life. And, and in all honesty, you know, most entrepreneurs are taught that they're taught about, you know, how important it is to really take that action and not only action. And then we, on top of that, we throw the word massive. So, you know, massive action needs to be taken. And, and again, I'm not denying any of these things, but my pet peeve is this though, you know, just because you've been taught that as an entrepreneur, you need to suffer and that you need to struggle and, you know, then it's, and it's going to be, you know, sacrifice just because you have been taught that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the truth. And, and one of the things you start to learn when it comes to mindset as well is, is this, is that ultimately, like I said, you know, your thoughts are having an effect on the, on the results, the experiences that you're having in your life. Now you have control over your thoughts for the most part. Now those thoughts are tied in with your beliefs and where are those beliefs coming from? And yes, you've got some, let's say, potentially some unconscious programs running because that's how you have been programmed. Right. Programmed, you might say, how have I been programmed? Well, programmed by your parents, programmed by your teachers, programmed by the people you surround yourself with, programmed by what you are feeding your mind on a consistent basis. Uh, and, and especially when you were very young, uh, between the ages of zero and seven, 
there were a lot of uh, programs that were installed and not necessarily maliciously or anything like that. For the most part, most parents have, you know, very good intentions. It, yet remember, as a, and I'm a parent as well, and I understand, I look back and I go, ooh, oh, didn't quite get that one right. But I look back and I see, see, because essentially, you know, I'm passing on as a parent, I'm potentially passing on what I believe is, is, is what I know and what I believe is best for my child. But that's only what I know. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's one that, like I said, the truth or necessarily mean that it, it's, it's the best. Who's to say that my daughter isn't going to come up with an even better idea yet. You know, this is, this is the part that, that is really important. Cause like you said, you know, you mentioned the beginning, you know, a lot of people really aren't thinking. That is true. Most people, <laughs> yeah, most people, they, they might think they're thinking, but in actual fact, they're not actually thinking. What's happening many times is they're simply reacting. And what That's do I mean correct. by that is, yeah, they're just reacting so that anytime they find themselves in a particular situation, circumstance, whatever that may be, they, they tend to respond, not even respond, let me use the word react, they react in, in, in the same way they've always reacted. So for example, I just to give a really simple example that people can relate with is that, you know, if you've been, if you've been taught that, if you've been taught that, um, uh, that you've always, one second, please. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So what's our pardon be about getting interrupted? So, one second, one second, please. One second, please. Hold on. Give me just one second here. My apologies. 100%. No, just give me one second here. One second here. Super, super, super apologetic okay. for that. That's all right. <laughs> Things that happen. That's, so anyway, DHL decided to arrive. Like it may be really you know, open here. DHL decided to arrive. And someone was trying to inform me that DHL arrived. So what I was saying was people are only, only reacting. They're reacting in a way that, um, that they, they, the way they've always reacted. So someone has decided that or learned that when they get angry, they need to yell. When they get angry, they need to yell. So every time they get angry, they find themselves yelling. They find themselves yelling. So essentially, they're only reacting. Yet if they were actually thinking, they might take a moment, step back and say, okay, how could I respond in a different way? Because essentially, you know, that yelling isn't necessarily getting them the result that they want is not necessarily getting them the result that they want. So this is what is really important. And this is where mindset comes in because you start to open up and start to see that there are other possibilities, that there are other possibilities. So this is what's vitally, vitally important is that now, you know, you're thinking and you're actually, and this is why it's important. I say, take a step back. Literally, sometimes you just need to take a step back, take that extra split second before you react and recognize, hey, I can respond in a completely different way here and potentially get a different result. Yet, like I said, a lot of people have just been simply been programmed and been told, you know, and, and, and learned that, hey, you know what, this is the way to do it. And they're not open. And this is where awareness comes in, because 
again, I, I want to let people off the hook here. If that's the way you've been taught and you believe that's the truth and that's the way to go about things, then that's your truth. I can't take that away from you. I can't take that away from you until you decide to be open up, open enough. You know, a really important lesson that I learned when it came to coaching and consulting was that I can't help someone who's not asking me for help. Right. You know, a lot of people, you know, say they say potentially say they want help, but they don't actually ask for it because they're used to their ways. They're used to the way they're doing. They've done things. They think that the way they're doing things is the best way for them to do it. And sometimes they're not open to learning. They're just not ready for that. And that's okay too, because everyone is on their individual path. I truly believe that each and every one of us is on our individual path. We're on that path for particular reasons. There are lessons to be learned or not. That's totally up to the individual. So this is where it comes into with the thinking process, because when you actually start to learn to think, and to realize and start to really start to think about how you've been conducting your life, how you've been conducting your thinking, you're, you're going to start to recognize that you are actually in a position where you can actually, you are creating your reality. So the reality that you're seeing around you is, is a, is a byproduct of the way you have been predominantly thinking. That's yeah, too, a really too bad you wasn't that. in my house back in the days in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, <laughs> well, you know, um, growing up in New York City, uh, okay. it's, a, uh, it's, it's a very hostile environment, especially in the era that I grew up in in the Bronx. Um, yelling was a very yeah. common thing. Especially in my household, yeah. you know, my mother was the type of person, still is to this day, that, uh, you know, yelling is her thing when she's not happy with herself or when things are too peaceful. You know, it's like uh, it's narcissistic <laughs> behavior. It's, it's a, you know, now I know what it is. So I can identify it for what it is, but uh, it's narcissistic behavior in the sense that, uh, People want to find something wrong where there's nothing wrong. Yeah, and, so and part it, of that, that's, that's really cool. That's actually really cool because, you know, you can, we can tie that in nicely with entrepreneurs as well. With what I was talking about, but remember, as an entrepreneur, if you've been taught that you need to be suffering, sacrifice, and all that stuff, just like you're saying, and this happens to entrepreneurs as well, when for some reason things seem to be moving nice and smoothly, and effortlessly, and you know, hey, I'm earning the I'm earning the income that I want to earn, and 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 business is moving nicely, and everything's working nicely. All of a sudden, the entrepreneur is going, "Wait a second, this isn't supposed to be this way. I'm supposed to be suffering. You know, this is too easy." And then they find themselves in one way or another, either creating difficulty, just exactly like you're saying, looking for looking for things to become difficult. Um, or, you know, and, and self-sabotaging so that it does become get difficult. So now I can say, oh, okay, good. I'm back. I can, I, I'm, I'm learning. Uh, I'm back to the suffering again. It's difficult again. Things are back to normal. Right. Right. So really, really interesting what you're saying there. Yeah. And it's people that when things are going well, they're, they're expecting something to go wrong because things are going all too well. 
my thing is I used to do that a lot. And um, one thing I've come to the understanding of, especially from a spiritual perspective, is that when things are going well, I know that something is going to try to interfere with that. You know, some people may say it's demons, it's Satan, it's... But I know that something is going to interfere with that. The difference now from what I understand, what I understand back then is that when that thing does come, if it does, I'm going to be aware and prepared to deal with that in a state that is that has no fear. So whatever comes, I'm going to face it head on and I'm going to deal with it, nip it in the bud, you know, cancel it out, whatever I have to do with the positivity, with that that energy that I have in me that I've been blessed with, that that um those gifts and abilities, and with the understanding that it's always about living in the present moment. So even if something does happen that's not so good, it's only going to be there for a moment and I can deal with it in the present. It's not going to be my future and it doesn't doesn't mean that I have to hold on to it when it happens, when it's in the past. I think a lot of entrepreneurs base their experiences based on their past. That's my next question too, because what do you think is one of the biggest roadblocks or struggles that an entrepreneur goes through just to start out, just to even start their business or to start their entrepreneurial journey? Well, one of the biggest one of the biggest challenges, without a doubt, and I'm gonna and I and I, and I want to add something here that you're that you've just mentioned as well, and it ties in very nicely as well. One of the biggest challenges is again the belief that. Going in as an entrepreneur, this is going to be a challenge. This is going to be difficult. Um, similar to the, so interesting what you're saying as well. Um, and, and just know for yourself as well, Aura. So if, if when things are going really well, you know that there's going to be something that's going to come in and, and, and attempt to interfere. All right. As you said, that's a belief you have a belief that there is going to be something that's going to come and interfere. Remember, life's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a very right. good chance that that is going to happen. Now, you also have the belief that you can handle it, which is wonderful as well. Yet you can begin to shift and say, listen, just because things are going really well doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to become some, something's going to come to interfere. Does that mean that some challenges are not going to come up potentially? Absolutely. The way I'd like to reframe that is that when challenges do come, and, and you're saying the same thing, really, is that, you know what, that's a growth spurt. That's an opportunity for a growth spurt. It's a challenge. There's a way to get beyond it. I can do that in a very, let's say, peaceful way. I can still do that in a joyful way. If you really want to talk about success, and this is for any new entrepreneur that's listening, and, and for the challenges that new entrepreneurs go through, first of all, their challenges are no different than a seasoned entrepreneur, really and truly. A seasoned entrepreneur has a little more experience and does understand how to deal with a few things. So that just comes with experience. Yet the challenges are more or less the same. And, and, and one of the biggest challenges I would think for, for what I know for a, a new entrepreneur is doubt, is doubting themselves, not right. believing enough in themselves and thinking that, you know, what if this idea isn't good? What if I'm going to fail? What if, you know, and, and, and then on top of that, which is a real huge challenge for so many is, 
you know, and if, if it doesn't work out, what are other people going to think about me? What are other potential entrepreneurs going to think about me? And then all of a sudden this entrepreneur is lost in thinking about what they think other people are going to think about them. But in actual fact, other people, as important as you may think you are, they're not thinking about you for the most part. That's true. Because they're, the, they're the center of their own universe and they're dealing with their own stuff anyways. I remember that was a big challenge for me many, many years ago when I came to a point that one of my, um, at the time I had a retail shop. That was the first retail shop that I had ever opened. Um, and it came to a point where I had to make a decision that I had to close. I held on to that shop for, I'd say, an extra two years before I actually let go of it, simply because I was thinking, oh, man, you know, I can make this happen. You know, again, what are other, what are, this is my baby, you know, you know, and, and, and you know, what are other people going to think of me and this type of stuff. When in actual fact, when it came to, you know, shutting it all down and all that, you move on, you move on to the next thing and you move forward. And, and this is, this is, this is really, really, I, I believe really, really important for anybody in the entrepreneurial world, for those coming into it now, understand that, you know what, you might not get it perfect from the get-go. At the same time, not getting it perfect is perfect in itself. It's perfect for what you require at this point in time in your life, potentially some of the lessons that you're going to learn and how, <coughs> excuse me, how you are going to move forward with that experience. I look back on many episodes in my life, which have brought me to where I am here today. Like nothing is happening by coincidence. That is the truth. Zero. Zero, nothing, absolutely nothing, zero is happening by coincidence. And one of the philosophies that I work by nowadays is that everything is always working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. So if everything is always working out for me, that means even when something appears to be going wrong, it's still, it's still working out for me. It's still working out for me. It's right. perfect. It only appears that way. And, and this is, this is what is really, really, and this is where mindset definitely comes in because the way I'm thinking is affecting everything that's happening outside of me. So if there happens to be a particular area outside of me that I'm not particularly happy with the result of, I need to see what's going on over here first so that then I can have an effect on that. Yet right. most, most are waiting to see outside and go, Oh, that's a really good thing. Now I can be happy. Now I can consider myself successful, whatever it is. They're waiting for that external thing to happen. When that external thing is ha only happens because of what's happening internally. Very so true. I need to go internal, you know, I'm not going to wait for that thing outside of me to make me happy. I can go internally. I can choose to be happy now. Right. And it, for any budding entrepreneur, you know, what is your goal? And what is your goal in the sense of think about it? What is it you want to accomplish? 
and this is for every single individual, ultimately, anything you do in your life, whatever, whatever that is, you do it because by doing it, you believe that you're going to feel better by doing it, that you feel like you're going to be happy by doing it. That's it. That everything we do, otherwise you wouldn't even consider doing it. Now, if you're going to wait for that external factor to see that external factor for you then to decide, okay, now I can, I can, now I can be happy. That's going to be a, that's going to be a much longer road. Potentially you'll get that. You could, you could potentially get there through sheer desire, sheer determination. You potentially could arrive. So you think, because you never arrive, (laughs) you get there and then you go home. Okay. Now what? (laughs) What, what if you could just choose right now and say, okay, can I go inside and can I decide to be happy now and put yourself in a good feeling emotion because your thoughts create the emotions and then the emotions will lead to the actions and the behaviors. If I'm really in a good state and something happens that potentially could make me angry, but I'm in a good state, there's a very very good chance that my behavior is not going to be the yelling, is not going to be, it's going to be a much, it's going to be a much more favorable behavior. And that is going to create a different result and a different experience. So this is why this is so important for entrepreneurs to understand. It's not about all the the go, 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 go that many have been taught. Like I said, it's sometimes it's actually about the slowing down, the slowing down so that you can actually think. Yeah, I agree, Ken. And that's what I was uh, alluding to is about the self doubt. It's something that, um, that I was going through uh, just last month and I saw mm. counsel for it was having the self-doubt about putting my TV channel out again and putting it out for for good, you know, my my TV network. And um, now that I've gotten over that self-doubt, I'm taking time to have patience to make sure that when I do put out and it started out that um, it has everything that I wanted to have. And then to continue to help it to grow. I think one of the biggest challenges for me with the self-doubt was when I start my TV channel, are people going to subscribe to it? <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, I don't want to start this TV channel. And I have zero subscribers, you know, and I'm over here paying a pretty penny to do yeah. something that I do love to do, but it's not generating enough income for me to sustain it, you know? And, um, there's a lot of reasons why I got into that mindset. And uh, part of it is because, you know, when, when I was telling you about um, how bad things are going to happen, it's kind of been my life in the sense that I've always had, I've always had haters. But what right? I've realized is why I, I finally, you know, getting more spiritually grounded and, 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 for years now, you know, because I, even though God has been in my life since I was a kid and reading the Bible and stuff, I never really gravitated to it. It's always been there, you know, 
but I never really got rooted in the understanding of of spirituality and of my faith like I have been doing for the past five years. And it steadily has increased. But what I've come to the understanding now is that I'm always going to have haters. It's nothing I can do about that. It's not, there's no button that I can press to stop that. But the reality that helps me in understanding this is that the hate that they have is not for me. Even they may give me a hard time and it may come off as jealousy or envy. And, and that may be some of the things that are involved. It's really the, the lack of happiness they have within themselves. Really don't, they really don't realize the potential within themselves. It's unrealized potential. And the, the, when I came to that understanding, um, it's been a lot better for me in dealing with that. And what I, and it could be anything. And I'm pretty sure you've dealt with this where you can be somewhere or working somewhere. And there's always that person that wants to criticize you or, or try to sabotage you and stuff like that. And I've had a lot of different situations like that. And based on where I grew up, a lot of times you want to hurt that person. You want to make mm -hmm. them stop. You're like, hey, maybe if I punch them in their mouth, they can't talk anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That type of mindset. Now, I've gotten out of that mindset. Sometimes it takes me back there, but that's just the old man. Mm -hmm. And I, I battle with that sometimes and I overcome it. But the, the thing is, is that, especially with the entrepreneurial work, like you were saying, it's there's there's a lot of subconscious things going on. Just like what I was telling you about my, my system, that I'm going to have to clean out my system and storage because there's a lot of programs that are running and um, behind the scenes that I can't see that's causing certain interferences with me wanting to do certain things on this, on this even on this broadcast or mm -hmm. when I'm trying to do some work and I'll press a button and it'll start spinning. <laughs> I hate that little buffering spin. And then I'm like, why hasn't that stopped? And it's because there's things running on in the background that are preventing that software or program from coming up and working properly. And a lot of times, just like how you got to clean out that storage and transfer it or delete certain files and stuff like that and do like a, a clean, we have to clean a lot of the things we've been taught. The lies. That's why I called this. That's why I wanted to put this as a legacy of lies series, because the installment of this show, why you're not thinking is because of the lies that you believe that you were taught as a kid. I have a family member that I talk about this particular situation. I'm not going to name who it is, but I have a family member that still believes that Benjamin Franklin discovered electricity by flying his kite with a key. <laughs> you you can laugh because, you know, when you think about a 50-something-year-old that still yeah. literally believes this and will argue with you about it. But why? Because that's what he was taught. He was taught that as a young kid, he, he accepted that as his truth, as the truth. And that's it. He ran with it. it, it it's never changed. Even though... I mean, with everything that's out there, especially with the internet, you know that Benjamin Franklin didn't discover a damn thing. <laughs> so uh, that that type of thinking, it's it's very well ingrained. It's indoctrinated thinking, but stuff like stuff that you've been taught as a kid. And what I've come to the understanding of since I was in my thirties is that everything I've been taught is a lie. 
especially in the United Shenanigans of America. And what I like about this, what, about what's happening right now, especially with this current administration, is that people, not a lot, but a nice amount of people steadily growing, are starting to realize this country's not great. This country's never been great. There's nothing special about this place. There's some great people that live here and have done some amazing things, but there's people doing amazing things all over the world. And there's a lot of better places like where you live that's better than the United States, you know? Well, well, uh, well I, I don't think it's my competence to be able to say where, and, 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 and as I said before, you know, where is better or not and, and so on and so forth. I think it's, it's truly up to... That's my opinion, by well, the way. You yeah, know? yeah, no, no, I get you, I get you, I get you. Yes, yes, without as, a doubt. This place is as cool as people think it is. Yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Yet, you know, I, and the, what I think is important for people to understand, though, is this, is that it's, it's up to yourself. It really truly is up to yourself. Now, I understand there are outside circumstances because then you and then you have, again, various countries will vary when it comes to their collective consciousness as well. That's right. why you have certain countries that are constantly at war there until that consciousness shifts. Then then, you know, that's that's going to continue to be that way. You know, and so as for the learning, and this is why I say it's really important when it comes to awareness, you know, you know, nowadays, you know, when you talked about the information, for instance, I mean, like information is readily available. It's, it's readily available. You can have, you have more information available to you in one day than my grandparents could have had available to them in a lifetime. In one day, you could have more information that my grandparents could have had available to them in a lifetime. Right. Let alone grandparents who were predominantly, you know, like imagine you were living on an island that's 120 square miles in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, going back into the, the, the 30s, 40s, when more than likely you probably never left the island. Yes. Your world is the island. The minute you move 60 miles north and land in Sicily, your world changes. Your world changes because the map has now, you know, the, the, the map has shifted. The ter- there's new territory now. So this is why awareness is so, so, so key so that, so that, that you are open to, that you are willing to actually learn yet many will still will still stay predominantly like, you know, this is what I know and this is what is best when in actual fact, you don't know that it's actually the best. You know, you have, you have the younger generation coming up as well who are going to find many different ways to do things. You know, we give, I talk about this a lot as well. You know, we give the young generation, uh, uh, a tough, a hard rap many times because we, you know, people talk about, you know, that the younger generation, they're, 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 they have this entitlement. They think they deserve this and they deserve that. And they want, don't want to work for stuff. They, you know, they want to work less and they want to make more money and all this stuff. Yet think about it. Is that such a bad concept that they want to work less and earn more? That no, that uh, but the sense of entitlement is not that great though. <laughs> no, yeah, well, well, but yeah, yeah. What well, we look at it as a sense of entitlement, in the, and we can we can perceive it as that. Remember, there are many different perceptions. From their perception, they might be looking at it a totally different way. Right. They might look at it as deservability. This is what I believe I deserve, and 
And again, so this is why we need to be open and, and looking at all of these things. And, and also, you know, the younger generation, for instance, have realized, again, remember, it's the way we've been taught as well. This ties in with the way we've been taught. So I was taught, let's say my generation, for the most part, maybe not my generation, maybe one before it, but even my generation were taught, you know, you, you go to school, you do whatever you got to do at school, and, and then you get a good job. And then you're very loyal at that job. And if that's a good job, you stay at that job for the rest of your life. And retire. Right? And retire. That's the way. Yeah. That's the way. And then die within two years after retirement. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, the younger generation, that's like way out the window. Like, no, like I have a life outside of my job. Like the younger generation, like I have a life, I have a world outside. You know, I want to travel. I want to earn good money so I can do things that I really, truly want to be doing. It's not just about, and then on top of that, you know what? I want to have a say on where I'm working, that a, that a type, there's a certain type of culture there that is in line with what I believe in. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So, yeah. so, so this is, this is, this is very key. And this ties in very nicely and, and, and I think this is key for any entrepreneur, especially entrepreneurs who are up and coming, is, is that they take time to actually, this would be one of the first things I, w- I do with an entrepreneur as they're going to start their business, is they take time to look at what their values are. What are the, the values that you say are most important to you? Right. Okay, so because if you say if you say that and and I'm and I'm going to say that for the most part, most entrepreneurs start their business because they want freedom. They want financial freedom. Yeah, I'm going to add on they to want, something to that too. Yeah, you done. Yeah. Okay, they want financial freedom. They want time freedom. They want you know they they you know they want they want to be able to be in control of their business. They want. They say they want that, which is a value, which freedom is a value. Wonderful. Now, are the decisions that you are taking within your business as you're going along in your business? Because once you've identified your core values. So for me, for instance, freedom is a very important value. Joy is a very important value. Authenticity is a very, very important value. Those three core values are extremely important to me. That's why. I didn't have too much of an issue. The fact I got interrupted because the DHL guy was at the door or something like that in the middle of this, because that was just an authentic situation, circumstance that happened and it happened. I don't need to get, you know, all flustered or whatever like that. It's just because authenticity is a really important thing to me. I want to speak to you from the heart. Truthfully, I want to have joy in everything that I do. I want to enjoy everything that I do. So when it comes to the, and I want to have freedom. So when it comes to the choices that I want to make, that I'm going to be making throughout my business, whenever I'm, I'm faced with a, a choice, a decision that needs to be made, if that, if, if joy, if freedom, if authenticity is somehow compromised, if I take one way or another, if I make a decision in one way and, and that's comp- one of those is compromised amongst others, I'm going to say, I, I, it's going to be very easy for me to say, no, I don't need to, I don't need to, that's, that's a no for me because that's going to compromise my, my, my freedom. That's going to compromise my authenticity, whatever that may be. So very important for an entrepreneur to recognize what those values are, because I can guarantee you, as you move on in your entrepreneurial journey, 
you're going to be faced with certain decisions that you're going to be make, which could potentially could compromise what you say is a value for you. And once you start to compromise those values, now this is where some of the issues like stress and all of these things start to come to light because now you are incongruent with who you say you truly are and what you align with. I don't know what you wanted to add it or or you wanted to add something. Well, you're making some great points. Uh, I just wanted to say that when I started my entrepreneurial quest uh, in the in beginning of 2020, um, freedom and all that was a part of it, but very small. The dominating factor in why I decided to become an entrepreneur, it was a spiritual thing. It's like mm-hmm. this whole network of awareness, I don't do it for me. I don't even do it for other people. Even though it serves other people, I do it for the most high. I do it for God. Like, okay. that's why I do me, this. Okay, so let me ask you this. I, and, I, and, I, and I agree with you. I get, I get where you're coming from. You want to have an impact? You know that. Yet, I'm going to say this. And again, understand where it's coming from. You're always doing it for yourself. What do I mean by that, though? Hold on. Because so even when it's so it comes to, you know, let's say giving charity, for instance, doing charity work, because right. it makes you feel good. Well, yeah, you serving, I agree. You're serving your higher, your, your the divine or whatever you'd like to call it. It makes you feel good. So ultimately, you are doing it for yourself. Yes. So let me reword that because I am doing it for myself. But what I mean by that, not doing it for myself, meaning like I'm not doing it for myself so that I can feel so much better for myself or anything like that. It's not really, for me, it's not like that. I'm doing it because it's my purpose. Because when I was working, I was working to make money so that that whatever my status was and how much money I made, mm-hmm. that's what was determining how I felt about myself. So the more money I made, the better I felt about myself. Which the that's external. not, that, yeah, and that's not what it's supposed to be like. But when... I did it for a higher purpose, something far greater. That's when I made the shift. Now, since I made that shift, making the money has become, uh, I would say, a little bit more of a challenge because the empathy in me sometimes, I like to do certain things for free where I don't want to put a money tag on everything I'm doing for somebody else because then that limits me from actually doing it because I'm putting some type of, I'm setting some type of standard on how it has to be delivered. When the gifts and abilities that I have have been given to me for free. So the gift Mm -hmm. and abilities that I'm giving back that come from God, I'm serving that purpose. But, what I've also realized too is that everything take, takes time and you have to have patience. It, does, it doesn't have to be where it happens right away. And the beauty sometimes, well, the beauty that I've realized and, and what helps me to overcome some of the doubts and some of those negative thoughts is that I'm already wealthy. I'm already rich with a lot of things that don't necessarily tie into a piece of paper that has a number on it and some ugly face of an old ass president. You know what I'm saying? So as I 
as I progressed in that understanding, I'm able to grow more and more and more. Now, do I want to earn more income? Yes, but for the only reason is not so I could feel better about myself. It's so that I could do more with what I already got going on. That's the only Absolutely. reason. That's the uh, only, uh, and that's where I'm headed to right now. Absolutely. To do things. So, so I like, I, the way I like to look at it is when, when it comes to this as well. So, uh, and again, I understand where you're coming from yet. You have to have, the, so, you know, are there times that I'll do stuff for free? Absolutely. Will I do everything for free? No. Well, you can't. And the reason is, you can't. <laughs> you, and, because Not the reason is eat. that, <laughs> no, and, and the reason is as well is that it would compromise my value. It's, like it's, it's, it's going to compromise my values as well. Right. You know, one of the things that a lot of a lot of people get caught up in this thing as well, and and, and when it comes to spirituality, and uh, who's to say that? Like, like I truly believe that everything material is still spiritual, right? And what do everything I mean is, by that? Yes, everything's spiritual because it starts from here first, anyways. That's right. It all starts from here first, right? All right, and you're doing things from the heart, which is absolutely wonderful, and you're having an impact, and you deserve. You deserve to to earn what you deserve to earn. Now it's it's it's. Remember what you are transmitting out is what you are going to receive back. The it's inevitable when we are truly at a point where we are truly believe in ourselves, in our capabilities, in what we have to offer, and 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 what we're offering. And that's really coming like from the heart, like you said. When we're doing that, the money and all that stuff and the and the and the material stuff, again, that is a byproduct of what your beliefs are. So if your beliefs are still having a challenge with the fact that, you know what, I you know, I'm not sure if I should, you know, because I have these this gift to teach or whatever it may be, and you know, and this came to me from, it It did come to you from the divine, gave you these gifts. Yet, at the same time, I'm certain that you've put in a lot of time and effort to learn, to hone in on those capabilities, to be able to know, have a way to be able to deliver those capabilities. You've put a lot of time into, into learning. And, 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 and this is the thing, like I, I can look back and say, like, you know, I've been a, an entrepreneur and dabbling in personal development for over 20 years plus during those 20 years plus uh, there's my experience in there. There's my, right. there's the investments I made in there to, to learn uh, so that uh, then I can pass those on. So now I've come to a point where, you know, I understand, you know what, I deserve to earn that because this is one of the big, one of the say roots of all evil is deservability for many people. So it has nothing to do with money, the roots of all evil. Okay. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll, it's deservability. Many people think, Oh, but do I deserve to be this successful? Do I deserve to be making all of this money? You know, that's one of, one of the things. And then it's also trust, trusting. Like it's going to come, man. It's going to come when you really trust yourself. So that doubting, you know, getting rid of that and trusting yourself because you trust Everything's working out perfectly. You're, you're trusting in the divine. Now, will the divine ever let you down? Never, ever, ever, ever. When you truly trust in it. So what are you emitting? What are you transmitting? Am I transmitting doubt so that I receive things back more about doubt? Or am I transmitting, you know, I trust this is going to work out perfectly. Now, it's practice like anything else, man. 
Like I, one of the first I said in the bio, like, like I'm a human just like you. So I'm learning as I go along the way as well. I just may now have learned certain things where I don't need to dwell in something too long anymore. Exactly. Like you were saying as well and recognizing as well. And I'd like to just add this, but you know, I don't have to have a belief. Let's use haters. Okay. Cause that came up, right. You know, are there people out there who are, you know, that's where they're, that's what they're aligned with. That, that unrealized potential. Right. It's their they, problem. They're, they're aligned. That's where they are right now. And that's okay. And, and, but also recognize though, that if my mind is going to, you know, that there are haters out there and it's, and it's predominant, you know, that, you know, there's that thought here and there and it's predominant. There's a very good chance that I am going to encounter with that. Right. So this is what's really important to understand when we're facing these things, when these challenges come up, one of the things, the first things I say to myself is this. I take responsibility and I say, what was my part in this? What are my beliefs in this? What have I been thinking about this? What was my part in this? And then what can I learn from this? What can I do differently? What can I think differently? So if, for instance, and and 100%, I agree with you 100%, you know, if you want to talk about haters or people who are criticizing or not, let me tell you what that is for the most part. It's a cry for love. It's a cry for love. Right. And that's right. the only way they know how to do it. Yeah, because it's coming they're from saying, a deep sense of insecurity. Yeah. So, so they're saying, man, I am hurting so bad. I'm hurting so bad. So what's the beautiful part when you really start to learn about what your core essence is, what your core essence is. Now I can look beyond the body of aura and I can say, you know what? The essence of aura or any individual I'm speaking with or in front of is exactly the same as mine. It's no different. It's pure love, your true essence. So now I look beyond that and I recognize and I go, wow, this person's really hurting. This is a cry for love. This is a real cry for love. Now, coming back to what we were talking about before, what could my response be? Rather than a reaction. How could I potentially show this individual that I'm recognizing that this is a cry for love? And how could my response potentially be different? Sometimes it's just being silent. Sometimes it's whatever it may be. But now, now we're talking about something so, so, so beautiful is, is understanding like your true essence, who you are. You know, we hear about, we hear about the divine and tapping into the divine. And some people call it source. Some people call it source energy. Some people call it God. I like to call it, I've, what the phrase that I've coined it is the umami self. And let me explain that, why I call it that. And for those of you who um, understand, umami in the food world, in the food world, umami is when you eat something that is so delicious, like so good, like it's indescribable. You just, there's no words to say, like, oh man, this just like tastes like, and it's indescribable. In fact, the definition of umami is the essence of deliciousness. It's the essence of deliciousness. So when I was thinking about this and I, and I said, you know, and, and so for me, the umami self is the essence of the deliciousness 
of who you truly are. Who you really are. Because who you really are is that, you can call it your soul, that true essence, which is no different than the divine. To me, for me, and again, this is my opinion, there's no separation. You are the divine. You are one and the same when you truly tap into it. What has happened to the majority of people is that we've separated, have become separated. So this world is all about separation. It's the good. It's the bad. It's, it's, it's the on. It's the off. It's the light. It's the dark. It's all about this separation and the individual being the unique individual and separate from everybody else. It, yet, it, it's, 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 it's somewhat of an illusion. This is why I tell entrepreneurs, they're looking at their reality and going, oh man, this is wrong and this is wrong and this, is, this isn't good and this isn't good and this is good. And they're so focused on all of those things that aren't good that they can't see the good. It's, 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 it, because that's now, now it's become so ingrained as part of their beliefs. It's become, and we have in the brain something called the reticular activating system, the RAS. So essentially outside of you at any given point in time, you've got, you've got an infinite amount of information available to you. Like, it's like it's incomprehensible the amount of information that's available to you, you know, and it's all coming towards you. So somehow that has to be filtered. And that's filtered by your RAS so that you can comprehend it. Yet, how does the RAS know what to leave out and what to let in? And it knows that according to what your beliefs are. So that's why you could have two people who see an accident and they describe it differently. Right. They they just describe it differently. Well, it's leaving, it's so even like that in um in the scriptures too, with uh disciples that describe their describe their experiences with uh Christ. There you go. It's the same right. thing. So 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 it's it's no different than, for instance, a woman gets pregnant and now she starts to see pregnant women everywhere. Or you buy the latest model of car, a car model. And then you start to see that model everywhere. Well, because now that's become part of your belief system. So you start to see it. So this is what needs to, a lot of times just needs to shift is that I'm in, I'm in my business. There are a number of things that aren't working the way I'd like to, but there are a number of things that are working. And if I look at those things that are working and say, wait, but this is working really well. And this is working really well. Now, as I start to see that and I start to comprehend that, you know what? There are good things in my business. There are good things in the world. There are good things in my country. Right? Now, I can start to have an effect on the other things that aren't going really well. Now, my experience starts to shift it starts to shift. No different than, do you know anybody who complains all the time? <laughs> they get rid of one piece of crap. Oh, yeah. And, well, that's what and I was another talking one just about comes earlier. right in. <laughs> yeah, another one just comes right in because that's what they're aligned with. That's right. That's what they've learned. That's the type of energy I don't them, like being around. <laughs> and they, But for some reason, it gives them value. 
So, right. and, and just to add to that with, you know, the type of energy people don't want to be around and I get it. Like I, I understand again, I will always bring it back to myself. Even if I know that I'm going to be walking into something that potentially is, I know is not going to be exactly what, you know, where I would like to be maybe, but the question I like to and sometimes, and let me give a real example, a cool example of this, this, which I think a lot of people can understand is sometimes we're going to have family gatherings where potentially I'm like, <laughs> do I want to be there? Do I not want to be, you know, you know, you have these things. Yet the question always remains this. What am I bringing to the table? What energy am I bringing to the table? So that then I can be the one who has an effect on the rest of the energy. Rather than making a decision to allow others to affect my energy. What am I bringing to the table? How am I going to come to this? Am I going to be the one who's going to stay up? Keep my energy levels up no matter what? Because... If I look at each and every individual as the same as me at their core, I'm no better than anybody else and nobody else is better than me. And I come with that energy that I'm going to, I'm going to keep myself in a joyful state. Yes. And you know, things might be said, so be it. Things may happen. So be it. It is what it is. Yet at my core essence, can that have an effect essentially on my joy? Only if I allow it to. Only if I allow it to. And it happens. Don't get me wrong. I find myself getting angry sometimes. I I find myself going, you know, oh man, why did that guy do that? Or what? I get that. Yet now, more than ever, and this is with practice, man, like, like anything else, I catch myself and I catch myself very quickly and I laugh at it. You know, you know, what's the sense of taking, you know, really, do we need to take this life too seriously? Too seriously. A lot of times I I, I remind people, man, remember to laugh every single day, one way or another, find a way to laugh every single day. And really, really important, especially when you can laugh at yourself. Like I go, oh, that was dumb. (laughs) Like, okay, what were you thinking there, Ken? Okay. You know, or or something happened and I go, well, that wasn't the outcome I wanted. Okay. So be it and move on, man. Like, you know, most of the stuff that happens anyways, and correct me if I'm wrong, Laura, five years down the road, not maybe not even five years, could be a year down the road. You're going to look back and laugh anyways. So why the hell wait? Might as well laugh now. Well, that's, yeah. That's the thing. Sometimes, though, it's hard, though, right? It's hard to laugh at a situation that's so serious it, that's coming at you. Absolutely. Abs- I, I get that. I get I, that. I had a very, uh, uh, I wouldn't call it very traumatic, but it was somewhat traumatic experience of having, of being gaslighted and um, purposefully. But I laugh it off now, and I've laughed it off with other people that realized what was going on at the time because what you mentioned earlier where these people, it's they're crying out for love. They're, they're yeah. trying to demonize you so much, and they're trying to uh, destroy you, literally, or, tr- you know, trying to 
make you feel less than. They want you to kind of feel like dumb, but it's a cry for help. And yeah. a lot of times we'll retaliate and give them that same energy, which is not good. Or we could choose to not say nothing at all, right? Or you could come Sometimes, from a place yep. of love and be like, hey, I still love this person, even though they're a piece of crap. <laughs> I still got love yeah. for them because I know that no, their wait, issue... But you wait a second. But you can't say I love this person, even well, though mean, they're a piece of being crap. Being a piece of crap in the way that they're behaving, right? <laughs> they're behaving. The they're way behaving. That they're behaving. That's a whole different... All right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm... That's my mindset. It's like the way that they're behaving, they're being a piece of crap. So... You know, you you could just offer to help them or just leave them alone and, yeah. and hope that and they that they change, you know, and that's what and I did with a particular say, situation. Yeah. And I, I, I I'm extremely better for it. And the way it played out, because this thing happened um now we're going on about nine or ten months ago. This thing happened nine months ago, but since it's happened and I made that choice to be like, hey. All good. No problem. That's a you problem, not a me problem. I'm going to keep it moving. My life has been great from that point yeah. on. Because a lot of times, there's certain people that you're around and that you're dealing with that you shouldn't be dealing with. And yeah. life and, and life is going to show you that. Like Life is going to be like, this, this person that you have in your life is not the type of energy you need to where your mind is at. And where you You're need no to go with that and how it's yeah. going to serve you well. That's exactly it. So, so also like, so in interactions like that, there's a time. So you obviously you came together with these people for some reason, because there was some sort of, let's say that there was a connection in one way right. or another, there was an alignment in one way or another. And that happens. This happens in couples too. Right. Yet it sometimes it comes to a point where now we're no longer serving each other. That's all. We're just no longer serving. This doesn't mean I'm right, you're wrong, um, I'm better than you, you're better than me. None of that. Listen, we're no longer serving each other. So it's probably in the best interest of both of us that we go our separate ways. Simply because we're energetically, we're no longer serving each other. We're just not on the same wave, wavelength for whatever reasons they are. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be because someone's right, someone's wrong and all of these things. And, and I want to make it really clear as well. You know, when things, these things, cause things do happen, I get it. And, and let's say bad things happen again, everything's always working out for you yet. And, and it is still important. You know, there are times when, yes, we do have to speak up. I'm not saying never to speak up. Or, you know, or to just always remain silent, far from it. There's a way of speaking up, though. So, and, and you mentioned something that is really, really important. For me to, to, for me to uh, attack back would make me no different than the person that I believe is attacking me. That is so now, that's the truth. The, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing nothing different. I'm doing nothing different than that person. So now it's understanding how can I respond in a different way coming from truly a place of peace, if possible, a place of love where I just recognize that, you know what? Okay, this is what's happened. This is what, this is how I feel about it. This is, you know, I, and you know what, maybe it is time for us to just go our separate ways and, and you just let that be because then once you move away from it as well, and you're not giving it more energy, because people will attack right back. And if I attack someone back, first of all, 
I've given my power away. Right. I've given my power away. That's what they wanted me to do in the first place, more than likely anyways. That is true. And now I've given them the power to just attack back again. <laughs> and you just keep going and you can just keep going in that cycle, keep going in that cycle, keep going in that cycle. Right. Yet this is, and this is why I love personal development and under, and starting to understand this and starting to understand who you really are at your core, your core, nothing to do with that at all. Yet the majority of people, and again, and I say this with the utmost love and all that, and not because anything's bad, just people are just on their path. They're on the path that they're on. The majority of people, that's not how they look at it. They look at that. Everything is outward. Everything is outward. Everything is based on, like you said, you know, you know, my, my success is based on what the material stuff that I do have. Now, I'm saying that the material, there's anything wrong with the material stuff. Far from it. Far from it. Yet it's all based on that. And it's based on what people are saying about me. And if people are saying good things about me, then, okay, I'm successful. I'm good. Uh, the thing is this, though. You're just, you're just, you're just reaching for external validation. The, the minutes, the minute that tide turns and someone's not saying good things about you, all of a sudden you're going to go, Oh, my identity has been compromised. Now, now I'm no longer worthy. And because that's what they're hoping for. Something. The people that are saying bad things about you, they're hoping yeah, yeah, yeah. that you get potentially yes. deeply rooted in that belief of yourself or that mindset for yourself. That's the yeah. goal is to get you to be like, Oh my God, my world is crumbling. And, I need to and, kill and like myself. Yeah. yeah. And, and the amazing thing is the only reason they want to do that is because they just don't think that they're worthy. Exactly. They want you to be where they're at. They so want to see that, you suffer. Yeah. Like they're so if suffering. I understand that. Yeah. So if I, under, if I, if I begin to understand, this is why mindset is so beautiful and understanding this. Is, is if I truly understand that, that there is no real action that anybody can take that can ever affect my worthiness. Right. Because I know that my worthiness is intact always. It can never be compromised because that's your true essence. Your true essence is pure love, bliss, worthiness, all of these things. Mm-hmm. So once, once, I can recognize and begin to truly learn this, then anything external is not going to affect that. It could. And as you're learning and you're going along the process, you know, you could get that bump and you, and you, and you go, Oh, well, uh, and, but it's, it's very quick. It's very quick. And you go, wait a second. No, this has nothing to do with this. That's when you, that's um, when you say this. Please just tell me what's happening to me in plain English with, without the mumbo jumbo. <laughs> Because it's all mumbo jumbo, <laughs> it really is. It's all mumbo jumbo, yeah. you know. And a lot it of is. a lot it of is. what people what comes out their mouths and what they're thinking too. I remember Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor being a Canadian uh, like yourself, yeah. uh, he passed away. You know, yeah, but, I think a year uh, ago or something. Year two years, yeah, ago, year and a half, over a year ago, yeah, a year and a half yeah. ago. Um, but one of the things he says, he goes, you know, if we really would take a look at what people are thinking it wouldn't be that great. And a lot of times you would also see if we were able to look into people's minds, we would see that a lot of people are not thinking at all. They are just operating off of the external things that are being fed to them by the powers that shouldn't be that are in control of this world. In as far as what the laws, 
the commercial, the the industry, what's projected on that, what we're on right now, which is that television screen. And yeah. whatever they're saying is like, that. you need to look like this. You need to be doing this. That's why every time you see a YouTube video, there's somebody coming out, some a Lamborghini or Bugatti and saying, hey, yeah. you want to be like this? You want to yes. have girls, you want to have cars. <laughs> you know, that's why a lot of people think that Andrew, journal. you know, a lot of people worship Andrew Tate. He's considered to be like the prophet of the modern age. And what I educate people on this network is that he really isn't. He he he's projecting a lifestyle that is based on illusion. It's 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 a fantasy and he's trying to feed it to you with truth but at the same time, lying to you at the same time. Because guess what? Having a lot of cars is not going to make you feel good about yourself at the end of the day. It's false. And, and th- so what is really key here, so really, really key, and I agree with you, it, this, and, and, and this is, this, if, if someone takes one thing away today and they get this, this is really cool. So there's nothing wrong in having a lot of cars. There's nothing wrong in having a lot of material stuff. The challenge is this, is when you are attached to them. Is when you are attached to them. But let me say this. Let me say this. Aren't you attached to them? Because I'm going to put it to you like this. If I get a lot of cars, number one, Mm -hmm. okay, let's really look into this. If I buy a lot of cars, am I driving all of them? No. Mm-hmm. What the hell do I need a lot of cars for? But the fact that I'm getting so many, I am attached to it because the mindset that compelled me to even want to get the second, third, fourth, and fifth, there's something, there is an attachment there to the yearning of wanting to get the a, second, third, or fourth, or fifth car. And hear yeah. me out on so this. Before, so what I, yeah, so what I would do is, before before I would would, let's say, determine what is, because I need to be absolutely certain about that. So in the sense, what I'm saying here is this, is that, so maybe this person won't, and again, I don't even know the, I don't know the person or anything like that. So potentially they just want to collect cars and they have a, they have a, they have a, they, they get a certain joy out of collecting car, cars. Right. Let's say that gives them joy. Say that gives them joy, which is fine. Cause we're all about having living in this world to have, you can have that joy. Now, knowing whether or not you have an attachment to them, my question would be, if those cars were gone today, would you still be joyful? Right? That's that's the question I would be asked. Would you still be joyful? Would you would you still feel complete? Would you still feel worthy? Would you still this is this is what I'm saying? And now we're using this extreme. This happens, like I said, even in relationships. So, you know, uh, someone needs to feel complete when they have their partner. If their partner's not in their life, they say, I'm not complete. Well, that's false. You are complete as you are, worthy as you are. Your partner doesn't make you complete. Your partner doesn't make you happy. That's the attachment to it. And this is what I suggest, never be attached. Does it mean that your partner is not going to compliment your life? Absolutely. Yeah, and bonus. you compliment each other. Absolutely. Yet your happiness does not depend on your partner. That's an attachment. That becomes codependency. And that's literally, so the minute one of the partners is no longer in the picture, picture, and that will happen at some point in time, whether it's through um, a, a separation or whether it's through death. Death, right. Then then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm not worthy anymore. I'm not, ha- I'm not complete. 
that's a full and 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 again how do people get programmed with that i mean look at the greeting cards look at the love songs look at all this stuff this stuff feeds people's minds yet it's a phallic. now how powerful is it when i can turn to my partner and say listen you know what my happiness does not depend on you so you do not have to carry that burden around with you your entire life and vice versa. It's very, very powerful stuff because now the other person knows, hey, his his happiness doesn't depend on me because you know what? I'm going to come home one day and it's been a bit of a rough day and I really don't feel like conversation or I'm feeling a bit down or whatever. I, I don't have to feel like I have to come home and I have to stay happy so that I keep this other person happy. Right. <laughs> like it, it's so very, very important. So the attachment, this is what I want to mean by this. And, and I think this is really important to understand or is, is that, is that, like I said, I really want to tie this in because I want each and every person here to have everything that they want to have in their life, to have the joy they want to have in their life. I want them to understand that any everything external of them is not going to give them that. It doesn't mean you can't have it. Just understand that it's very powerful that, you know, how powerful is it that I have a car or I have two cars, for instance, and I see someone in need of a car and I can just go to them because I'm not attached to my car. Okay, here, have the keys to my car. It's yours, right? Because I'm not attached to it. Like my success, my worthiness doesn't depend on it. Have the car. It's going to serve you, right? And, and in my mind, I know coming from an abundant mindset rather than lack, because lack is what sets in for so many people, coming from an abundant mindset, it's okay. I can, at some point I'll get another car or whatever it is, or uh, I'm, I'm, it's, there's, there's nothing missing in my life. There's nothing missing in my life. But most people are coming from a lack where they t- seem to feel like they're giving up something, like, they're, like there's not enough for everybody. Like there's this proverbial pie of abundance that you know everybody's trying to get a slice of this pie and there's not enough. When abundance... There's always enough. You can't take a slice of pie, slice of abundance pie away from the pie. You're always left with abundance. <laughs> There's, it's, I it's like never that ending. analogy and that, that metaphor you're using because it's really, really true. It, it's, 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 it's never ending. It's never ending. So if you don't have the attachment to whatever it is you have in your life, because your joy starts up here, like it's the journey, like as much as a, a cliche as it is, like I get it, it's a cliche, but it's all about the journey. It's all about enjoying this moment. You want to talk about purpose? You know, my purpose in life right now is this conversation you and I are having. Well, because you're living nothing, in the present. We're present yeah, right nothing now. nothing else. But nothing else this matters but right. what's happening right now. Yeah, now when I move away from here, I'll deal now you with the Now you've got to go deal thing. with the DHL. I'm, DHL guy, that'll be my purpose in life, <laughs> right? That'll be my purpose in life. Right. And then I, you know, and I go later on and I'm going to meet up with my girlfriend and that'll be my purpose in life. I come home or you know, I'm, I'm using different, different uh, scenarios here. You go home and now you came home from work and you're at home and you're with your kids. That's your purpose in life. And you go from one moment, you know, I'm at the, I'm at the supermarket and, and I'm, I'm, and I'm at the cashier and I'm paying the cashier. My purpose in life now is my interaction with this cashier. How am I showing up at the table? Right. Am I making, am I making this cashier's day a better day? 
or am I walking away from them, making them feel like crap? <laughs> you want to talk about purpose, right? right? Or have I walked away making them feel better? One of, one of the things that I look at in, in my life for my life is saying, you know what? I want to make it a point that whoever I interact with throughout the day, when I walk away, that person is feeling better about themselves as much as possible than before we started. If I can do that, I'm a happy camper. Right. Well, Ken, you brought out a lot of great substance, a lot of great points in this, um, in this broadcast on why you are not thinking. And I really want to thank you for coming on to uh, Network of Awareness and sharing, you know, your, your abilities, your, your understandings and, you know, the work that you do as a mindset consultant. Now, for people that are listening, um, Ken has a, a website that's in the description page. What I'm also going to do is I'm going to put your social media handles in there. You got LinkedIn. Instagram, so people can watch you on those videos yeah. you do from Malta, cool. and as well yeah. as your Facebook page. But your website, for those that are listening, let's pull it up here. I have it on the description page. Uh, Ken's website is called um, it's called adaptandpivotnow.com. So if you want to learn more about what Ken is doing, go to adaptandpivotnow.com. And uh, if you're acquiring um, consultation and coaching uh, from Ken. The other thing, Ken, is I always allow my, my guests to have any final words or comments that they want to leave the listeners with before we end the broadcast. So uh, is there anything, um, anything you want to leave the listeners with? Last thing. Well, what I, what I would leave with, and just to mention as well, with regards to the adaptandpivotnow.com, just so that your listeners know, that is a free masterclass that they can get. There's a free masterclass Great. that they can get. And if there was, a, if there was a, something that I would like to leave people with is this, and, 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 I really, and I really believe that people don't hear this enough, is that, you know, wherever you are, whoever you are, there really is nothing about you to fix. You are beautiful as you are. You're amazing as you are. Whatever's going on in your life, good, bad, not so good as you're perceiving it, is exactly where you are meant to be right now. Trusting that everything is working out for you. And you're, you're just beautiful the way you are. Remember that. That who you are is already beautiful, you're worthy. And not only that, you have all of the resources that you require within to achieve all that you want to achieve. Find ways to feel good throughout the day. Even just thinking about your favorite food will make you feel good. Take that moment, feel good. And the more you begin to feel good, the more you will begin to feel good. And the, from one, one, the one moment will lead to another. And that's all it's about. And then all of a sudden, you've had a ton of feeling good moments and the day is done. And it was a feeling good day. And then the days become the weeks, the weeks become the months, the years, and it becomes a feeling good lifetime. And that, I believe, each and every one of you has the capability of doing. 
Absolutely. Words of wisdom, Ken. Thank you. And stick around for just a moment. Um, and we're going to end this broadcast. So as always, uh, brothers and sisters that are tuning in, um, I hope that this um, episode on why are you not thinking has brought you great substance. And um, as always, when you live in the present, there is always an opportunity for a new beginning. So be present and start your new beginning on life and live in abundance, like, um, like Ken said. And lastly, don't look for the light at the end of the tunnel because the light is and always will be within you. So light up the tunnel and find your way through the darkness. This is all the informationless with Kenneth Hard. All right. And saying peace, love, and light, and all praises to the Most High. Peace, brothers and sisters. Waking up in a different light got my mind right. It took me time and time and time just to put it together. You know you're not learning nothing when you're second guessing. Because it all lies. They put us in school for 12 years plus. Got the nerve to give us a paper certificate. I've been watching quite some time. Finally, that I see what's going on. Every time that I lay down. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel sad. I'll start out my morning around about uh, 6 o'clock. You know, like I got a choice. Sister. It's rough. Trapped in a world yeah. where they don't want high you learn. No, no, you're learn. No, they want everybody to say, yeah. They don't want to see their proper growth and development. They're spamming my brain so I can learn what I can. Learn what I can.